dreamful podcast, Bedtime Stories for Slumber. I would like to start off this episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporter, Joe Lynch. Thank you so much, and I hope you have the sweetest of dreams. If you would like to be just like Joe and help support Dreamful while receiving bonus content and other goodies, please visit dreamfulstories.com where you can find info about the show and on the support page, there's a link to become a Patreon subscriber. Patreon members get access to bonus episodes and perks like voting on future stories, holographic stickers, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes extras. My kids love listening to podcasts, especially the zany episodes of Bobby Wonder. Bobby is a 10-year-old that has just found out he's from another planet, has superpowers, and a diabolical villain is out to get him. Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author, produced by the Emmy Award-winning Go Kid Go team, and voiced by community star Danny Pudi, Bobby Wonder is one of the fastest-growing children's podcasts. And for good reason, with all the amazing adventures listeners are taken on. Join Bobby and his hilarious companion Grabstack on a mission to retrieve a priceless artifact hidden in the Snood Candy Factory, battle it out with 10,000 boulders, and more. Visit our sponsor at gokidgo.com for more information and find Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of people don't know this, but I often suffer from depression and anxiety, which can make it really hard to fall asleep and stay asleep the whole night. Using BetterHelp helped me to identify what was causing anxiety and get the mental health care I needed. BetterHelp will assess your needs with a quick and comprehensive survey and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours in a safe and private online environment with the convenience of skipping an uncomfortable waiting room. Send a message to your counselor anytime and receive timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, schedule weekly video or phone sessions. This service is available for clients worldwide, and you can find a licensed professional counselor that specializes in your specific needs, whether that be depression, sleeping, family conflicts, trauma, and much more. Best of all, it's more affordable than offline counseling, and financial aid is available. As a listener of Dreamfall, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com dreamful. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, help spelled H-E-L-P dot com slash dreamful. The story in this episode is one of my favorite fairy tales, The Emperor's New Clothes. And though it is quite a silly story, I also think it's a great reminder to not worry about what others think of you and the importance of sharing ideas and beliefs. So, snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams.
Many years ago, there lived an emperor who was so fond of new clothes that he spent all his money for them. He did not care about his soldiers. He did not care about the theater. He only liked to go out walking to show off his new clothes. He had a costume for every hour of the day. And just as they say of a king, he is in the council chamber. They always said of him, the emperor is in his dressing room. Life was very joyous in the great city in which the emperor lived. There was always something going on. And every day, many strangers came to visit. One day, two swindlers arrived who announced that they were weavers and knew how to manufacture the most beautiful cloth imaginable. Not only were the texture and pattern uncommonly beautiful, but the clothes which were made from it had the wonderful quality of becoming invisible to anyone who was not fit for his office or who was unpardonably stupid. My oh my, said the people, think of that. Those must indeed be splendid clothes, said the emperor to himself. If I wore them, I could find out which men in my kingdom are unfit for the offices they hold. I could distinguish the wise men from the fools. Yes, this cloth must be woven for me at once. And he gave both the weavers money so that they could begin their work. They set up two weaving looms and pretended they were working, but actually the looms had nothing on them. They also demanded the finest silk and the best gold thread, which they put into their bags and worked at the empty looms till late into the night. I would certainly like to know how much cloth they have woven, said the emperor. But he remembered when he thought about it that whoever was a fool or unfit for his office would not be able to see the material. Now he certainly believed that he had nothing to fear for himself, but he wanted first to send somebody else in order to see how he stood with regard to his office. Everybody in the whole town knew what a wonderful power the cloth had, and all were curious to see how incompetent or stupid their neighbors were. I will send my old and honored minister to the weavers, said the emperor. He can judge best what the cloth is like, for he has great intellect, and no one understands his office better than he. Now the good old minister went into the hall where the two men sat working at the empty looms. Dear me, thought he, opening his eyes wide. I can see nothing. But he did not say so. 
Both the weavers begged him to be good enough to step closer and asked him if the cloth were not of beautiful texture and lovely colors. They pointed to the empty loom and the poor old minister went forward rubbing his eyes, but he could see nothing for there was nothing to see. Dear, dear, he said to himself, can I be stupid? I've never thought that and nobody must know it. Can I be unfit for my office? No, I must certainly not say I cannot see the cloth. Have you nothing to say about it? Asked one of the weavers. Oh, it is lovely, most lovely, answered the old minister, looking through his spectacles. What a texture, what colors. Yes, I will certainly tell the emperor that it pleases me very much. We are delighted to hear that, said both the weavers. And thereupon they named the colors and explained the making of the pattern. The old minister paid great attention so he could tell it all to the emperor when he went back to him, which he did. The deceitful pair now wanted more money, more silk, and more gold thread to use in their weaving. They put it in their own pockets and went on as they had before, working at the empty looms. The emperor soon sent another worthy old statesman to see how the weaving was progressing and whether the cloth would soon be finished. It was the same with this gentleman as with the old minister. He looked and looked, but because there was nothing on the looms, he could see nothing. Is it not a beautiful piece of cloth? asked the two men as they described the splendid material which was not there. Stupid I am not, thought the man. So it must be that I am not fitted for my good office. It is strange, certainly, but no one must be allowed to notice it. And he praised the cloth which he did not see and expressed his delight at the beautiful colors and the splendid texture. Yes, it is quite beautiful, he said to the emperor. Everybody in the town was talking of the magnificent cloth. Now the emperor wanted to see it himself while it was still on the loom. With a great crowd of select followers, including the two worthy statesmen who had been there before, he went to the cunning workmen now weaving more busily than before, but without fiber or thread, of course. Is it not splendid? said both the old statesmen. See, your majesty, what a texture, what colors, and they pointed to the empty looms, for they believed that the others could see the cloth quite well. What, thought the emperor, I can see nothing. This is indeed horrible. 
Am I a fool? Am I not fit to be emperor? Oh, very beautiful, he said aloud. It has my gracious approval. And he nodded pleasantly and examined the empty looms, for he would not say he could see nothing. His whole court around him looked and looked, and saw no more than the others. But they said, like the emperor, Oh, it is beautiful. And they advised him to wear the new and magnificent clothes to be made of it for the first time at the great procession which was soon to take place. Splendid, lovely, most beautiful, went from mouth to mouth. Everyone seemed delighted and the emperor gave the two impostors the title of court weavers to the emperor. Throughout the night before the procession was to take place, the weavers were up and working by the light of more than 16 candles. People could see that they were very busy finishing the emperor's new clothes. They pretended they were taking the cloth from the loom, jabbed the air with huge scissors, and sewed with needles without thread. At last they said, Now the clothes are finished. The emperor came himself with the most distinguished courtiers, and each weaver lifted up his arms, as if they were holding something, and said, See, here are the breeches, here is the coat, here is the cloak, and so on. These clothes are so comfortable that one would imagine one had nothing on at all. But that is the beauty of it. Yes, said all the courtiers, but they could see nothing, for there was nothing there. Will it please your majesty to take off your clothes, said the weavers. Then we will dress you in the new clothes, here before the mirror. The emperor removed his clothes, and the weavers placed themselves before him as if they were putting on each part of his new clothing, which was ready. And the emperor turned and examined himself in front of the mirror, how beautifully they fit, how well they are made, said everybody. What material, what colors, such a gorgeous suit. They are waiting outside with the canopy which is held over your majesty in the processions, announced the master of ceremonies. Look, I am ready, said the emperor. Doesn't it fit well? And he turned again to the mirror to see if his finery was on properly. The courtiers groped on the floor as if they were lifting up the train. Then they pretended that they were holding something in the air. They would not have it said that they could see nothing. 
So the emperor went along in the procession under the splendid canopy. And all the people in the streets and at the windows said, How gorgeous are the emperor's new clothes, the train fastened to his dress, how beautifully it hangs. No one wished to admit that he could see nothing, for then he would have been unfit for his office, or else a fool. Never before had the emperor's clothes met with such approval as had these. But he has nothing on, said a little child. Just listen to the innocent child, said the father, and each one whispered to his neighbor what the child had said. But he has nothing on, the whole town shouted at last. The emperor could not help but hear and he began to realize that the people were right. But I must go on with the procession now, he thought. And the courtiers walked along, still more uprightly, holding up the train, which was not there at all.